to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 250 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Well, we added one more winner to the win column list, which is pretty exciting. Can't wait to get to all that here in just a bit. But before I do, this week's show is brought to you by Angry Brew. Roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing-tasting, high-octane power pack fuel that'll get you through the day, all day, every day. It's coffee with a punch. Go to angrybrew.com. Use code LAPT, L-A-P-P-E-D, get 10% sent off your order you guys if you've been following on twitter you've seen some angry brew giveaways giving away some mugs some t-shirts uh spencer boyd autographed hat today along with some lap traffic swag and all that good stuff why if you may ask well that's because to celebrate episode 250, which is dedicated to you guys, the listeners, the followers uh, that have uh, given me a reason to be here uh, for 250 episodes, uh, I've dubbed this week Listener Appreciation Week. So thank you to you guys. Uh, huge props uh, for, for all the follows, all the retweets, all that good stuff. Uh, and, and I'm happy to be able to uh, to return the favor and, and giving some stuff away throughout the week. So uh, it started on Sunday. Going to run through Friday. I'll be honest, Friday's giveaway is going to end early in the afternoon so that I can get to the post office and get everything uh, shipped out and all that good stuff. So keep tuned to Twitter every day at Lap Traffic PC for new giveaways and, and fun ways to go about winning prizes and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm excited. Oh, man, 250. Man, that's, I, I, I'm baffled that this is uh carried on as strong as it has but uh, anyways uh this weekend man uh hope you guys had a good time uh friday uh friend's birthday went to the old stopping grounds which was fun to see some old friends and all that good stuff uh and you guessed it i i got another round of golf in i am taking advantage uh i don't have a round planned this weekend but i've got a huge golf outing that i'm playing in next week with uh yunker motorsports are going to be up in, uh, up in town, which is awesome. It's the Freddy the Pizza Man's uh, autism uh, annual autism golf outing, which is awesome. I played in it last year. It was incredible, so much fun, and am looking forward to that coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and then Sunday, just plopped my butt on the couch and watched some racing because uh, it rained all day. So there's that. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Landon Castle, Dustin Albino. If not, you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, and yeah, I I'm excited. I've gotten the Jayski show uh, caught up last week and the, the listener call-in show tonight with you guys uh, to help celebrate episode 250, which is awesome. Uh, so those are the guests. You guys are the guests uh, tonight night which is awesome got a lot of lap traffic diehards uh to to talk to tonight which is awesome and then a special guest at the end of the show if you read the title you saw his name there so it's not a surprise to you but if you haven't uh and you've been around a while you know who's got to be on every significant milestone show uh and he'll close things out later on which i'm excited about 
I'm going to mix in, talk about Knoxville, Atlanta uh, with you guys. Social media shout outs, giveaway winners. Both Brian and Aaron will be on to uh, have some fun on episode 250. And of course, lucky dog lap down picks and, and fantasy towards the end of the show there. So uh, there's all that good stuff. Let's get things rolling. Let's get our first caller on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, to kick off this episode 250, dedicated to you guys, the followers, the listeners, uh, we're going to kick things off with a little truck racing talk and, and have some fun. Uh, dedicated, dedicated guy to the Lucky Dog Picks each and every week. Uh, big follower, big supporter of the show. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at 1985Wagner. It's Scott Wagner. What's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, living a dream. Yes, sir. Yes, I know the. I know it. I know it. Uh, all right, Matt. Well, let's uh, let's start with this. First of all, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, thanks for being a uh, avid listener and and follower and all that good stuff, man. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. I enjoy it. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I enjoy seeing the uh, the the updates to the car on Tuesday nights, man. How's that thing coming? Oh, it's coming all right. I've been trying to get all the old primer off of it to see how much garbage body work's been done on it. And every panel just reveals more in-depth work that's going to take. So oh. keep pushing the completion date back. So there's some hidden Bondo work there, eh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, man, listen, uh, you went to Knoxville, man. So kind of, you know, walk us through that experience. Uh, you know, what was uh, the facility like? How was traffic? You know, give us the give us the rundown on Knoxville before we get to the actual racing parts. I was actually surprised. I figured, OK, you know, gates open at 430. We got there about four o'clock. It wasn't it wasn't bad, you know. It's like your your small town track. There's only so much parking on the track, but all the business around there, you know. Throw some money my way. You can park in our parking lot. Sure. So it wasn't bad. We parked right across the street from uh, on the backside of uh, turns one and two, so it wasn't too bad of a walk. Um, you know, small town track. They really weren't set up for it, you know, because the front stretch had two restrooms, rear rear stretch seats had one. So, and the, the lines for concessions and everything, you know, because after each heat race, you know, it'd get busy down there and stuff like that. Okay. They, they need to, they need to work on, you know, getting people through quicker on that. But, you know, it's just, it was a dirt track. I mean, it just everything, you know, I'm used to seeing growing up around a dirt track here from around Omaha that we had for, that was there for 50 years before they closed it. So somebody could build a golf course and half million dollar houses that they've done nothing with. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No bitterness there. What's there? <laughs> oh, man. So, but like I said, the racing was good. The only glitch was, and I tweeted uh, the track on there, why they, their lap counter or their position counter wasn't working. And they said uh, the NASCAR scoring system, wouldn't uh work with the, their system so they weren't able to to have that oh, and that was like the only the only the only glitch there was with it you know that they weren't able to use their scoring pylon on between turn three and four to give lap counts and everything else okay. so what about like but, uh from a merch perspective like i mean it was just the trucks you know which most of the truck guys don't have like their own hauler or anything like that but you know was there you know what what was available to the fans from a a sales perspective in that regard uh donnie shots had a trailer there they had one stand that was race specific but like driver stuff for the regulars 
there wasn't anything. Nothing. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So oh. that was kind of disappointing. I wanted to get me some Spencer Boyd stuff while I was there, but yeah, they didn't have anything. Sure. Uh, all right. So. Well, let's let's talk about the race, uh, you know, because the race itself uh, was man, it was interesting. Like it, it, it had a weird start. And then we saw the, the bleep show of an ending uh, that this thing went till over midnight uh, Eastern time. Um, you know, it, it was what four overtime attempts uh, and it just became, you know, it became. It became what it shouldn't have become, in my opinion. So I'd like your thoughts on on the racing and why maybe it ended up being the way it was towards the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I know a lot of people are complaining. Well, at the end of the race, they were down to one groove. You know, I was kind of surprised that they redid it. Said they were going to do a track prep between the heat races and uh, the feature, which surprised me. They didn't put any, you know, put any water back down on the track they worked the upper sides of the the corners and packed it back down but they didn't put any additional moisture on the track wow. dust was really never a problem but like you said growing up around you know at a dirt track you know towards the end of the night you know every dirt track you get to a point to where it's pretty much a one groove yeah and so okay yeah you know everybody's back down to the bottom okay you know that's fine you know that's what it is it's, it's dirt track racing so i didn't see anything out of the ordinary i know people were complaining about it it's kind of and well i go to dirt tracks all the time well one you go to watch cars that the power to weight ratio is a lot different sure. than what these yes. trucks are yeah yeah <laughs> and they fail to realize that when you're at that much of a different ratio you know like twice the power to weight ratio they're gonna run a little different <laughs> yeah no i agree. you know i agree but I didn't see anything, you know, wrong with what they're doing. And I think towards the end, the drivers get and they're, you know, they get on that. Let's try and go three, four wide all of a sudden and not paying attention that they're on a dirt track, right. not pavement. So their mentality was not dirt track restart mentality. It was pavement mentality where we can go three, four wide and it doesn't work on a dirt track that way. Sure. And I also got to think, you know, you're at a dirt track. It is different. Uh, you got guys that want to go make a name for themselves to get the win. And you also got guys that needed to maybe make something happen to try to gain some points in the standings if they're trying to maybe, you know, win their way in. Uh, you know, we only have one more truck race before the playoffs and that's at Watkins Glen on August 7th you know so some of these guys uh you know not only is it a, a, a dirt track that they've never been to that they're not used to racing on uh you know it it's also go time you know like time is running out if these teams are going to make the playoffs so I'm sure that added to some of the you know late race shenanigans a little bit as well yeah a lot like I said a lot of our team like you said a lot of guys are this is our last oval before the playoffs it's dirt, you know, I'm really not good on the road course. So, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, shoot for it all here. Yep. Absolutely. You know, 
Absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, you look at Chandler Smith, who finished second, you know, if he could have picked up that that win, you know, he's sitting on the outside looking in right now, you know, so he's uh, about 15 points back from 10th uh, with Stuart Friesen, you know, so now he's got to go out and have an incredible day and, and pick up at a minimum, you know, 12, 13 spots at, a, at, at the road course, you know, which is going to be a tall order there, but he's one spot away from picking up that win. Um, you know, if, if it not for Austin Hill there. So yeah, that's that, that to me, that's what we saw. Uh, I'm bummed that, uh, you know, we got three weeks off for the trucks. You know, it's kind of like anticlimactic, in my opinion. You know, going to have this dirt track, all this excitement, and then, boom, three weeks off before uh, they start the playoff. Like, I would have rather them at least, you know, get the regular season done before the break or something like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, not not to be. Um, all right, man, let's see here. What'd you, what did what, uh, you think of the racing in Atlanta? Kyle uh, Bush picking up the win on Saturday. Kurt Bush on Sunday. Yeah, uh, the Xfinity race, I really didn't see any surprises in there. You know, naturally, Kurt, you know, dominating. But, you know, you always hope that something would happen. But, you know, I didn't. there wasn't anything super out of the ordinary for the Xfinity race that I saw. But on the, the cup side, you know, a lot of people, you know, and you see the debate back and forth about Kyle mad at Ross Chastain. You know, he blocked me. He's a POS. You know, he's a melonhead, blah, blah, blah. I just look at it as, Kyle, you're a champion. You've had the same spotter for years. If between the two of you, you don't realize that the 42 is a teammate of the one, you know what? That That's on you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, Ross said that they told him that Kurt said he prefers the bottom. Well, you know, at the same time, you know, at that time, Kyle's leading. Ross is trying to stay on the lead lap. You know, he didn't slow down the screw Kyle up. He was still going 100% for what his car would run. Sure. So he didn't do anything, and Kyle was running top, bottom, middle, and all the turns. There's nothing that says he could, could you know, he could have went dropped down one lane and went and not had to slow up because of Ross. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm with it. You got teammates for a reason out there, you yeah. know, and sometimes and, they, you know, they can help you. And, and yeah, you get people mad he shouldn't have done it. It's going to now... Yeah. You know, there's been stage breaks where where teammates are getting ready to lap a teammate at the end of a stage break, but they've got enough lead to slow down so they don't lap their teammate, right. help well, their team out. Hell, look at, uh, who so. was it, uh, Kurt Busch let Joey Logano stay on the lead lap at the end of stage two there. Uh, yeah. Kurt easily could have passed him and did not, you know. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's. But, you know, the, the teammate thing works back and forth, No, sure. you know. Yeah. The only time that it, it really blew up was the whole Michael Waltrip spin gate thing there sure. years yes. ago. Yeah. You know, yes. that was completely intentional. Ross didn't slow down on purpose. You no. know, yeah, no. they can look at all that telemetry. Absolutely. It's just, it was a bad choice by Kyle and Kyle Spotter to not realize that this is a teammate, you know. Sure. No, I'm with you there 100%. So. Uh, well, man, uh, thank you so much for being a part of the show tonight. I appreciate you. Where can everybody follow you on Twitter? Uh, it's, uh, at Wagner, 1985 or at 19, whichever way it is. I can never remember my own Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> 1985 and, Wagner, if memory serves yeah. correct. Uh, well, and go ahead. The one observation I wanted to make on the, the new generation cars, which I think is going to be really entertaining is doing this independent rear suspension on what this is going to do to the cars on the road courses. 
and how they're going to react if they continue to do the Xfinity dirt race at Bristol on how, how those cars are going to react having an independent rear suspension. Oh, yeah. That'll, I think that's going to be very entertaining well, at all the tracks, really. Sure. No, yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right, man. Well, uh, thank you again. Thanks for the support. Appreciate you. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, can't wait to see more progress on the car, man, and, and we'll catch you soon. All right. You take care, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. And everybody, you know, just if you know somebody who ain't following Brandon, you get them on board. There Don't be lap traffic. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. All right, man. We'll catch you later. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks, man. We'll see you. Bye. Oh, Lap Traffic Nation, great to talk to Scott there. All right, we kind of got the truck talk out of the way there, and uh, let's keep things rolling. Uh, let's get Lap Traffic faithful Mick Rose on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. I'm very excited. He's he's one of the OGs of the Lap Traffic podcast, which is so awesome. Uh, he helped run the Fantasy League for a couple years. Uh, he's a fantasy player, avid contributor. I'm excited to welcome back to the Lap Traffic podcast, Mick at GoDucks4. 42 underscore Mick. Mick, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Glad you had me on. I'm glad to have you on, man. Thank you so much for all of the support over the last five years. I really appreciate it, man. It means the world to me. Oh, it's been fun. It's been it has been a crazy ride. Like I, I, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams, you know, how long it would have lasted. You know, how long will it last? Who knows? But uh, it's it's definitely been fun. Uh, but uh, Mick, you're, you're not having fun in lap traffic fantasy this year, are you, Mick? Well, no, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> yes, sixty uh, fourth in standings. Um, I think once once everybody kind of caught on to the uh, what we're going to have to call the Kyle Larson rule uh, and the caveat that that's created, uh, then it really kind of made it hard to to gain spots. So hopefully. You know, all the kinks have been have been uh, you know found, and next year will yeah. be even perfect when the Kyle Larson rule will not be in effect. Yeah, it was once you were in that hole, it was there was no real climbing out. But I didn't help myself either because you know I just made bad picks along the way. Even <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, that's great. But, uh, well, listen, man, uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little NASCAR, but uh, I, I, I'd love to hear uh, you're a big fan of, of racing in general. Uh, you are a diehard local track fan. I know you go to a ton of sprint car races, dirt car races. Uh, you got a busy week coming up. Uh, where, where are you, what, what are you taking in this week, sir? Well, on Wednesday night, we, it's uh, Beloit, Kansas, Solomon, Solomon Valley Raceway. It'll be the, the National USAC Midgets and then uh, the Jay Huskers. And then just like 10 minutes ago, they announced Chase Elliott will be racing there in a midget. So that's an added bonus. That's awesome. You know? Yep. So he'll be showing up to Boyd, which is in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, in a town that's, you know, I don't know, maybe a thousand people, a couple wow. thousand. I do not know. There's not very many people there. I think they got a Dairy Queen and a Sonic is about <laughs> it. <laughs> what, uh, how, how many, how many uh, fans, uh, you know, what's the capacity limit there? Oh, I do not know. It's not very big. It's a, it's probably a quarter mile track in the front stretch is the, is the stands, but it'll probably be crowded this week. Sure. On, you know, on, you know, there's uh as a, as a, a lot, you know, 
as a track promoter to to get word that Chase Elliott's going to come run there, like it's like, man, can I change ticket prices uh, for the seats <laughs> that aren't sold yet? Like, but that's got to be cool. So, like, will you, uh, you know, I know you'll see a lot of times on social media or whatever at the local tracks, like you know, drivers, uh, if it's a big name, maybe just walking around because the fan base isn't so big and all that uh, at the track. Will you, uh, will, will, will you stick around? Will you try to get a glimpse, uh, you know, or, or whatever with uh anyone like that or no i i do not know i normally could but i have to work the very next day and it's an hour and a half trip back fair enough so so i'll probably do a turn and burn on wednesday night you know i'm leaving work early and then i'll get there and then as soon as they're over i will probably head home but make but i think everybody will be going to the pit so it'll make getting out Easy. You won't Easy. have any issues. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep, because everybody will go down there to see Chase Elliott. But it's crazy. It's a small little town. I've seen Christopher Bell there, and he's raced there. Uh, Brian Clawson, I've seen him win there. There's been so many people that have, you know, it's just uh, middle of nowhere, Kansas. They show up, and I've, uh, I like it. And then on uh, Friday and Saturday in Fairbury, Nebraska, We'll also be the midgets up there, and we will go up there for two nights to to watch them. So, got a, a busy night, a busy week of USAC racing. That's awesome. So, who who are you taking with you to all these races? My, oh, my wife is going. Excellent, excellent. That's so cool. She get into it too, or is she just along for the ride? No, well, I, I doubt she would ever show up at a racetrack if it wasn't for me, but. You know, I say, you know, want to do this, and she's awesome. So she's like, let's go do it. Awesome. She she goes around and always makes it enjoyable. That's awesome. That's that's great. I love that. Um, All right, Mick, what would you think of this past weekend in Atlanta? Uh, You know, Xfinity race, cup race. What would you think? I liked it. I liked the the cup race. I didn't catch the – the Xfinity race. I caught the the very end of it, but I didn't catch the vast majority of it. But – the cup race kept me entertained the whole time. You know, it was seemed like some cars, you know, were a little bit faster earlier on and then some were faster later, you know, and then, uh, it was just ongoing, you know, and then at the end, you know, I didn't know if Kyle was ever going to get back around him or, uh, how that was all going to play out, but I enjoyed it. It was, I thought it was great. I mean, it was, I thought it, you couldn't ask for a better ending, in my opinion, on a track surface than what we got when you look at, you know, the battle between the Bush brothers, you know, people unhappy after the race, the tore up track. Like, I mean, it was just, it had an old school race feel to it towards the end for sure, at least. And uh, I thought it was, I thought it was a perfect ending. Yeah, it, it was perfect. I know people were, you know, some were happy that Chastain, you know, was, was there. Some people were angry, you know. So, yeah, it didn't make a bit of difference to me, you know. I figured this racing, people are always going to be in your way. So, yes, teammate or not, you know. So It's, uh, it's, it's funny, like, I, you know, I, I get why Kyle was mad, but at the same token, I, I wonder if they ask him 
after, you know, because Kyle's always heated, whether it's a good heated because he's won or a bad heated because he finished second. Uh, you know, I wonder when they get to New Hampshire this week, if they ask him, uh, hey, you know, going back, you know, are you really that upset with what Chastain did? Because isn't that racing? I'd, I'd be really curious to see if once his once he's cooled off, if his uh, perception on the on that whole thing is is different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if it wasn't Ross Chastain, he would. The guy is angry if he finishes second. Absolutely. You know, so, yes. you know he, he's always he's always fueled. It just made it easier to point it out this time. But the guy likes to win, and I don't have a problem with that. No, but no I think sir. he'd still be angry. You know, he finishes second. You know, it eats at him, and so. Yeah, you know, no, you're right. It does. It 100% eats at him. Like, I think he'd almost yep. rather wreck out on lap one than finish second in any race. Yep, I, I believe so too. <laughs> yeah, it just eats him up. Yep. You know, finishing second is his is, is his kryptonite. He yes. absolutely hates it. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Uh, the repave, man. What do you, are, are you a fan? What do, What do you think? Well, I knew it was going to have to be repaved at some point. You know the. I don't know about the – I'm not a track expert. I don't know how it's going to play out with the new car. I'll just wait and see, you know. Absolutely. We'll get a new car, new track, and see, see how it happens. plays out. Either, either it'll be great garbage or somewhere in between, you know. It'll still be a race on a Sunday, and I'll probably watch it. There you go. See, that's if, – yeah. if, if 80% of Twitter could get that mentality, like, man, <laughs> we, we'd all have a lot more fun on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody's there's a lot of angry people that there are that there are uh, all right Mick well listen man thank you so much for being a part of the show tonight uh, I appreciate that the support the follow the listen all that good stuff uh, I hope you have a blast traveling around stay safe enjoy the races this weekend that you're going to uh, where can everybody follow you on Twitter oh it's uh go ducks uh Oh, it's Go Ducks uh, 5 now. I changed it to 5 from oh. 42 underscore Mick. We did. Yeah, all right. I'll have to make a yeah, note we, of that. <laughs> yeah, we, we – oh, it's all good. We switched teams, you know. We switched it happens. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. All right, Mick. Well, listen, thanks again, and uh, enjoy the racing this weekend. All right, you too, and have, uh, thanks for having me on, and continue the great work. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. All right, have a good one. Thanks. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Oh, I'm so excited. Joining me on the line, take two for these guys because uh, someone forgot to turn their mic on. Uh, if you follow the Lap Traffic Podcast, you probably follow them. Uh, it's AJ and Ryan from At Lux Podcast. Guys, what's going on? How are you? We are doing great, Brandon. How are you doing? And congratulations on 250 episodes. Thank first you. time, long time. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, it is your first time, which is crazy. I apologize. That shouldn't. It should not be the case that this is your first time. But uh, uh, I'm happy to have you guys. And first time, long time, man. I know local sports stations in, in Metro Detroit, 97.1. They're they're notorious for playing some kind of a drop when somebody says first time, long time. But I'm yeah, not, I'm not that creative. I don't. Have have something lined up like that so <laughs> it's all good but yeah brandon man congratulations on 250 always looking forward to seeing you out at the tweet up out at mis in august yes sir man. And then you, he, and, are you gonna be there 
Yes, I will definitely be there. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a couple of uh, the buddies with me. So I know I have one for sure trying to get uh, one or two more. And uh, we'll definitely be up at the tweet up uh, saying hi. Uh, got a couple bumper stickers probably passing out to a couple fans out there. So definitely looking forward to it. Always catching up with you guys is always great. Awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, if you have a bumper sticker, I need a bumper sticker. So uh, yes. that's, uh, that, that little switch needs to ha- happen for sure. Yes, my guy, the company I work for is a design company. We uh, they uh, made a bunch of bumper stickers for us, so I got I'll get them down to you out at the uh, out at the tweet up. Awesome, I love it, fantastic. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk about your podcast for a minute. Uh, where are you guys at? What number? What year were you guys at? We are, and we started this in 2017. We are now up to episode 105, so we're coming along. Um, when we did our 100th episode celebration, we did drop a, um, a a thank you to both, you know, your podcast, Lap Traffic Podcast, PTM Racing Podcast, because between you, Brandon, Sherwin, and Rusty, you guys helped us out a ton in getting us started. And we, I don't think we could be where we are now if it wasn't for the help and support of you guys. So, you know, thank you. Congratulations for the 250. Uh, it's been pretty wild. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And congrats on hitting that century mark. That was like a big thing. Like for me, I remember like, man, I, I want to get to that century mark and that triple digit show number because then that means you got a reason to be there. So that's awesome. I'm glad you guys are here. I feel bad if I'm being honest. Like there's just so much in the day that comes across the timeline and stuff like I don't I feel bad because I don't feel like I retweet enough of people's things, whether it's your guys' Sherwin, uh, you know, like there's the EG3 podcast. There are so many awesome people that I've gotten to talk to over the last five years. And it's just like, man, if I don't see it, then I don't think about it. And and so I feel bad that I don't, uh, I, I'm glad you, I, I'm glad you think I did something for you. I'm honored. I'm humbled by that. But uh, if there's anything I can do in terms of, you know, tag me in something, whatever. Uh, and, 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 you know, I tell everybody that because I hope they do the same for me just to help keep the community growing strong and friendly on social media. Yeah, we definitely love doing it. So we definitely have a blast. We listen to all the episodes that you guys put out. We uh, we definitely enjoy it. It's definitely the uh, the racing community is what I like to call it. The podcast community. I love it. So definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, there's the and you know, like I said, I donate this one to the list. Don't you know? It, this one's for the listeners because if not for them, you know, not here and the the amateur podcast NASCAR listeners. If that's not a niche in and of itself man like everybody is so incredible so awesome uh and and it's truly remarkable uh that that people tune in to listen to you know we're not the bob pockresses you know we're not the jeff glucks and for the fact that people still tune in to listen uh is 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 remarkable to 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 the community because that means they they love it which is awesome it is absolutely awesome, like, you know, the support from people that you've never met before in your entire life, you know, maybe a few tweets here and there with them on Twitter, but, like, how far that has stretched, you know, and helping us, helping you guys, like, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, it's 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 something it's something special uh, that that is for sure. Um, let's see. All right, so um, I I know Ryan. I know you're going to be at MIS. AJ, uh, you know, have you been to a race yet this year? You going to one this year? Uh, we took the girlfriend to the Daytona 500 first race of the year, and that is always awesome, no matter what the result is and who wins. And 
uh, just love the atmosphere sure. at Daytona for that first race of the year. It's if you haven't experienced it, you have to. It's one of those bucket list things. Whether you like super speedway racing or not, you got to get there for at least one race in your lifetime. No, I agree 100%. I need to get down there. There are so many things, like, you know, last year with COVID, like, you know, in 2019, I got to six different tracks. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to keep this momentum going in 2020. And then that obviously didn't happen. And, and now it's even a slow start into this year. So uh, hopefully can make it to more than just MIS. We'll see. And uh, But next year, man, uh, hopefully get back up full throttle and get out, start getting to some different tracks again for sure. Yeah, I got definitely Daytona on the bucket list. Hang out down there with AJ. We're gonna we, we're gonna call it the Loose Lugs takes over Daytona. I love it. <laughs> so, I love it. Yes, yes, and hopefully uh, we'll get AJ and his uh, girlfriend up here to head out to MIS and uh, do the same thing out at, at, out at the Speedway. Yes, oh, it's man. definitely been talked about. Uh, yes, it has. I believe about. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about this past weekend real quick. What'd you guys think of the truck race, Knoxville? Uh, Cup, Xfinity, Atlanta. What, what, where'd you guys uh, take away from the weekend? Uh, starting off with Knoxville, the truck series at Knoxville, which of course is in Iowa, not Tennessee, which I had been <laughs> assuming all along. Um, my bad there. Don't want to make any uh, dirt fans mad with that one. Um, I thought it was good up until those last like five laps of nothing but wrecking going on. Yeah, it's carnage. And like, I thought it, it was exactly. this. It was like the super uh, this um, Talladega of uh, dirt track right there with that uh, one of the wrecks like took out like fifteen or twenty trucks. Yeah, it was just be- beating and banging. So, now what about the you repave? Know? Are you guys excited about the repave in Atlanta? Go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the repave with Atlanta, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I like the increase of the banking, the narrowing of the track. But, yeah, I, I, obviously with the track coming up on Sunday, uh, yeah, it was definitely time for the uh, repave at Atlanta. I am I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they can get a second groove in quick. Yeah, you know, that's what they're going to need. You know, and, and we saw that issue with Michigan. Uh, yes. Ryan, you, you're probably going to remember, you know, before the repave, man, we had two, three lanes of race in there, all race, you know, from from start to finish. Uh, and, exactly. And, and then that kind of faded away, and we're slowly starting to see it come back a little bit. So, you know, we, we saw that happen with, with so many different repaves. Hopefully they uh, – they, they take note on doing this the right way. And the problem is, you know, we don't know what the new car is going to bring and look like on that track. So there's not going to be anything to really compare that against because it's really going to be apples and oranges, a new car and a new track surface. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what we get at some of the intermediate tracks next year. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, Go ahead, AJ. I, I just... Do I want to see a repave of Atlanta? Absolutely not. Because I think the racing has just been getting better and better. But that's that's a selfish point of view because sure. this track has been needing a repave for a long time now. You saw it firsthand on Sunday with the track coming up, you know, middle of the race. It, 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 it's definitely time. There's only so much patchwork you can do on a place like that for as long as it's been. What was it, 97? 90, yeah, 97. Yeah, 97. Yeah. 97 was the last one. So it, it's definitely time for it. I think it's going to take a couple years for the racing to get back to what it once was of old Atlanta. However, with the new um, with the new configuration, I don't I don't necessarily I'm just so unsure about it at this point. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, the nice thing is, uh, you know, even though it may take a minute for the 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 on-track racing to be there that what they're going to do to that facility uh is going to hopefully bring people in regardless and then once the racing gets better then that'll sell itself so hopefully uh that will help take care of of any any shortfalls at the start of things after the repave there um all right guys uh what's coming up you guys going to take some time off with the with the uh olympic break there or uh, what do you guys got coming up on your show over the next couple weeks yeah, we're going to do 105 this Thursday night, um, and we do them all on a live stream over on our YouTube page. Um, you get to see our pretty episode. faces. You get to see our pretty faces. Ryan's been doing a fantastic Scooby-Doo impression as of That's right. I got to do it. I got I to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is spot on, my man. That's right. Spot um, on. But, thank you. Thank doing, you. We're doing that episode, and then we're going to take the next ensuing three weeks off. Fair enough. After that. Fair so enough. So we won't have an episode for New Hampshire, but we'll be back after the Olympic break, and we'll break down everything that happened in between. Awesome. I love it. All right, guys, where can everybody follow you uh, personally and, and uh, plug the show and where everyone can follow and find that? We are on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those good ones. Um, search in your search bar, Loose Lugs Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Lugs Podcast. Brian, go ahead and give them where they can find you at. I'm at, I, on Twitter at rrancola88. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, listen, it was great to talk to you. Thank you so much for being a part of 250. Congrats on your 100th episode a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Uh, and Ryan, hit me up. Look yes. forward to uh, meeting up with you at MIS here in a couple weeks, man. Yes, definitely. Can't wait. August 22nd. Can't get here quick enough, my man. I know that feeling. That's right. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, right, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. All right, great to catch up with the guys from the Lugs Podcast. All right, let's take a little break from the calls. Let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review wherever you're listening. Uh, listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean. Go tell your friends they can follow, find the show anywhere, just about anywhere. Um, giveaways all week that's right it's listener appreciation week for episode 250 uh we gave some stuff away on sunday uh ron at our tater uh picked up a uh, lap traffic prize pack last night Michelle Alexander at Race to Hunt picked up a uh, Angry Brew lap traffic prize pack. And today, uh, that's right, we got one for today as well. Let's see what we got for that. Winning a Spencer Boyd autographed hat and some lap traffic swag is Kessel at Kessel underscore 19MTG. Guessing a Martin Truex Jr. fan there. Congratulations. Shoot me a DM and I will get that out to you. I'm going to get all the prizes out on Friday. That's for sure. Uh, so that uh, hopefully early next week, everyone gets uh, all of their prize packs in the mail. All right, we got some new followers. RaceFan18 at RaceFan182, big NASCAR fan. Just Mitchin at Just Mitchin, Packers fan. Oh, I'm not sure about that. 
that's just because I know you're going to whoop the Lions twice this year, but that's okay. Uh, Brandon Hall at Brandon, 1-8-6-9-6-8-0-3. Did I hear a Niner in there? Uh, co-host of Scrubbing the Tires. And Blaine Gravit at Blaine Gravit Loves Music and Barbecue. Now, I mean, that's that's... That's what I do on Sundays, music, barbecue, smoking, NASCAR, and uh, seeing what kind of good meat creations we can come up with. That's for sure. Welcome to the show, everyone. Tell your friends. Don't forget to go to angrybrew.com. Use code LAPPED, L-A-P-P-E-D. Get 10% off at checkout. Stickers, koozies, I've got them for free. Fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. I'll send them out for free. All that good stuff. All right. Let's get back to the calls. Let's get Jumpy Bob on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. Excited to have him. Gotten to know him over the last uh, you know few months, season, so to speak. He's playing in Lap Traffic Fantasy League, although he might regret doing that. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Jumpy Bob. Jumpy Bob, what's up, man? How are you? Thank you very much for having me on again. Uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. Not Excellent. so good in the pool, as you had mentioned earlier, but we're doing okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, listen, man, thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks for being a part of the uh, the dedication to the listeners here of episode 250, man. And you have quite a few listeners, uh, which is great. Um, obviously, episode 250, you're going to gain a lot of traction, um, which is really good to, uh, to see and to hear. Thank you. No, man, I'm glad. Uh, when when did you hop on board, man? When did you start following and listening? Uh, it's been a couple of years, uh, like a couple of years in the background. It was only started this season when I when I decided to uh, drop the gauntlet and say, okay, I think I'm I'm really good at this pool thing, and I'm going to have to interact a little bit more with you guys just to see how good the Canadians can be against these Americans <laughs> and, and actually just against the world. To be honest with you, I. I've noticed recently there's a lot of people all around the world, Australia included, that that are a part of this. So uh, I feel pretty good that we're we're part of a big group. Yeah, no, that's it's so cool. Yeah, I mean we've got the uh, the MOATF podcast over there in in Great Britain playing. We got John Entwistle yep. over in Australia playing. Uh, you know, we got you and Cam. I mean. The Lab Traffic Podcast Fantasy League is 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 intercontinental, which is awesome. <laughs> International, absolutely. International. That's yes, great. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you and all that good stuff, man. That's awesome. Um, how long have you been a NASCAR fan? I have been a NASCAR fan since I believe I saw it uh, the first time CBS carried it, um, because. Back then, there I mean, up here in Canada, we didn't get much news about, you know, the southern states and what they were doing for entertainment, like in racing. Um, I mean, you always knew about Formula One and stuff like that, but I never got to got to see a stock car race. And I think that when I saw that uh, on television on that Sunday, uh, you know, forget the fight and everything else, but the actual race itself, uh, that was when, when I got really turned on to it. Um, that's basically when when it bit me. How about That's, you? <laughs> you know, I I really start. You know, um, it, it had always been a part of like family watching. Uh, my grandpa worked for GM, and you know, would take me to the races as a kid. Uh, but I really never really got into it unless it was something like that until uh, 2001, uh, late 2000s, early 2001. Um, my uncle ran a fantasy pool back then. Um, I was in high school making my own money so I could invest the 100 bucks into the league kind of thing. And, and so then mm-hmm. as I started getting into that and finding an interest on why, I, you know, and, and so it was really 
the t- my, my senior year of high school, 2001, was when I really became a fan of the sport. And, and then it, it slowly, it, it was a gradual increase of, okay, I'm home. Okay, I got nothing else on TV. I'll turn it on. To, oh, hey, I like this track, so I'm going to make sure I'm home. And to then, you know, it's it's a... It's 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 life now, basically. <laughs> right, so it's, right. it's it's my wife will tell everybody that I've only lied to her one time. And it was that I said <laughs> that I that I kind of like NASCAR. She will tell you that that is the only lie that oh, I ever dear. told. <laughs> you know what? That's like me telling my wife I only agree occasionally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep. That was the only one lie I told her. Yep. I, only, I only drink occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So that's uh, that so was the thing. So from 2001, from 2001 on, it took you, I'm going to say, what, 15, 16 years before you decided, you know, I got 40 hours a week to spare. Right. Why don't I start my own podcast? Right. Yeah. You know, I. Is for, that so, how it worked out? Well, kind of, right. You know, so for me, it was like, all right. Became the fan, started watching, uh, started going to races, you know, once I like got my driver's license and was able to either, you know, I'd take, I would then take my grandpa to return the favor uh, or, you know, finally, you know, got some friends hooked into it to where we could go uh, and then started dragging the wife. And, you know, then that turned into getting to meet some people, which turned into cold passes, which turned into hot passes, which was like, all right. Where, you know, can we get something further? You know, well, what's the next step? You know, and at that point, mm-hmm. you know, I had already had a career going and, and all that, you know, so I didn't feel like I was going to be able to make a switch from a career perspective. And it was like, well, man, everybody's podcasting, everybody's doing this, like, you know, let's see what happens. And, and here we are five years into a podcast, episode 250. And, you know, not, you know, just to be able to say I'm a small piece of the sport as an amateur, uh, and, and have, you know, gotten the respect of, of some local tracks like Michigan, uh, Chicago land, Richmond, Homestead, you know, places that I've been and have reached out to. And, and a lot of is the credit to Michigan because I reached out to Michigan and was like, Hey, uh, can we get access? And they were like, well, let's, let's see what happens this time around. And, and then, you know, reach back out to us and and michigan just became such a huge supporter of the show to the point of where hey if you want to go to another track let us know we'll reach out and you know kind of kind of you know throw our blessing if you will to let that track know that you're legit that you're not just you know some crazed fan you know kind of thing which Mm -hmm. you know and then the drivers you know i've gotten to know some of them over the years to the point of where and this is one of the coolest things for me is I can walk in the garage and Landon Castle will recognize me by face. And I'm one of those people that can then go up and talk to Landon while people are trying to come up and get his autograph. When six years ago, I was the guy running up trying to get the autograph, you know. So it, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey that uh, has, has had some ups and downs, but it, it's been one of the coolest hobbies in the world. And, and if this is it, like if, if two fifties it and I'm done, uh, which I'm not, but if it was like, man, the memories and, and the, 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 the things that I've gotten to do have just been incredible. 
you have a you have a very strong support both with the tracks that you've just mentioned and also with a lot of the a lot of the players that are that are part of the NASCAR uh, racing series, which is important because every time, obviously, you do have a podcast, you have a lot of interesting guests that are directly involved with the sport of stock car racing. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. And, you know, one of the things, you know, I've got my, uh, the, you know, my email and, and on the email, it's got like this little stat thing there that most people don't see because, you know, I'm not sending emails to you guys. Uh, but on there, it's it's just got some stats of the show and some of the past mm-hmm. guests that I've had on there in case it's like some PR rep that I've never talked to before that's got no clue who I am. Because, you know, if you're Bob Pockress, that name carries some clout behind it. Uh, if I say yeah. I'm Brandon with the Lat Traffic Podcast, I might get a couple dogs turning their head kind of confused, like, who? You know? So, you know, <laughs> it, it, at least that way, if, like, at the end of an email, they say, oh, wait a minute, this guy's had Jeff Striegel, Tyler Riddick, Alex Bowman on? Okay, I'm at least going to read the email now, hopefully, at least, you know? Right. So, but, uh, you know, and that's, it's, Absolutely. yeah, you know, it's like, hey, you know, Dale Jr.'s not been on the show. I don't think Dale Jr. is ever going to be on the show. And I'm okay with that. But I've had a lot of fun getting to talk to, like, some of the guys in the truck series that are now racing in the Xfinity series, uh, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe, you know, Cole Custer's been on the show, hell, I don't know, six, seven times, you know, so maybe when, you know, when he's got 20 wins behind him, I might still be able to get him on the show. So we'll uh, we'll see where it goes, man. It's been a hell of a ride. It, it, and, it, and it sounds great, honestly. And, it, and it, I'd like you to keep going, to be honest. You you know, get a get a double, get a 500 podcast in. I mean, I, <laughs> listen, there, there's, I don't have any any. There's there's nothing on my radar that says I'm going to I'm going to have or need to stop anytime soon which is awesome. Uh part of that is is you know as we joked a little bit ago about my wife uh she gives me a lot of crap sometimes about the fact it's Friday and I want to you know get home from dinner or wherever in time for the truck race but uh you know sometimes that happens sometimes it doesn't but you know she is such a big supporter of uh of of me doing this and and cuz she knows how much this sport means to me and 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 how much I love it and you know she's sitting upstairs watching TV uh you know so she she loses me on most Monday and Tuesday nights but uh you know uh, after five years she's used to that and and like I said she's she's such a huge supporter so uh that's part of the reason why we've made it to 250 and there isn't an end in sight at least for the foreseeable future it's fantastic absolutely fantastic well, man, I, I feel like so, you, you, you've you've led me on a lot of stuff here, which I appreciate. I don't I don't talk about it too often on the show, so uh, thank you for that. But um, man, what what uh, you know? What do you want to talk about? Atlanta. What what else do you want to talk about? Well, um, there's a lot of interesting things coming up within this within the series. I have a lot of people, uh, obviously, being you being part of the podcast and part of social media, the way that you are. There's a lot of a lot of positive and a lot of questions and a lot of negative going on uh, within the within the sport of stock car racing right now, uh, which I don't remember ever ever having been that way emotionally for so many people that call themselves fans and maybe they are fans don't know, um, but there's a lot of hype out there of pretty much like a armchair quarterbacking, if you could say, of how NASCAR should run their business. Um, but they've been at it for 73 years now. Uh, they started strong. Uh, Bill Friend Sr. was not one to be fooled around with. Um, he knew he had a direction. 
he had his son involved in that direction. And although I mean, a few hiccups and, and growing pains happened in the past, I still think they have a very good entertaining uh, and a uh, very good entertaining product to to share with everybody, um, you know, that wants to be a part of it. Um, back before the whole social media thing started, uh, you know, where you could instantly find out information from other people and their thoughts and, and instantly find out uh, racetrack information and, and, and races in general. Um, there was a lot of uh, lag, well, we can call it latency in that information. So sure. a lot of people would have obviously have calmed down uh, after the race. Uh, if there was a race and there was some question marks, Bill Friend Sr., had a pretty good tight thumb on everything and, and they played and he knew what people wanted and, and he gave them what he wanted. And, and he found out with the attendance increases over the years when he was in charge, he was putting out a good product. And up to, I mean, the present point, I still think that it is a very good entertaining product. Um, all the side, the problem with that I have with this whole thing is I know too much. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat because of the social media aspect, because information is so readily available from every aspect of the sport, whether it be team owners or drivers or cars and, and what's coming up in the future, because everyone's very thirsty for that knowledge and then base their uh, understandings of how this, how this sport is going to go forward. And I think the social media thing is, is both a blessing and, a, and, and not so much of a blessing as it relates yeah, I'm, I'm, I would. What do you, you know, feel about that? Considering I, you have a podcast, how do you feel about that? Well, that's, you know, right, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, if not for social media, I don't have the platform. And then you know, but because of that fact, then everybody's got the platform, and everybody's got their opinion, and anybody that can sign on to any social media account can go out there and and put their opinion out. You know, and it just depends. You know, do you have two Whether followers? Whether be positive or negative. Right. Exactly. You know. So if that person's got two followers, where not a lot of people are seeing that, you know, that post. But if someone's got a thousand, okay. five thousand, you know, and and for me, social media, I've always viewed it as a pyramid scheme because all it takes is one retweet by the <laughs> right person, and, and you know, then it blows up, and it and it's a pyramid upward versus a pyramid downward, and and it's just. It's it's like I said, it's it's double edged because yeah, without it, I'm not yeah. here. Which so from that regard, I love it. You know, I try to avoid as much negativity as possible because you know I I'm not getting paid to do this, right? You know, so I want it to be. Exactly. I want it to stay fun. I want to be excited about Tuesday nights. You know, I want to be excited about going to the race. You know, and and I think that you know when when you look at today's uh, you know society i guess if you will in the i want mm -hmm. it now and i can get it now it's not so much i think that i want things now it's that you can also get things now uh you know and i yeah. and when you look at the entertainment value like you were talking about you know i think nascar is one of the best uh you know dollar to you know enter you know if you're gonna put in a ratio perspective you know a currency note versus equaling the value of entertainment like you know you can't go to a football game in in the united states as cheap as you can go to a nascar race but the problem is is that's definitely a one-day show whereas you know from from a, a stock car nascar perspective you know it's definitely a lot more planning there's definitely a lot more involvement because odds are it's anywhere probably between an hour 
hour to three hour drive one way to the closest NASCAR mm-hmm. track in your local town. So now, you know, double that or even two and a half times that by the time you plan on getting out of the racetrack, plus the time that, you know, it, it's a it's a much greater commitment and you have to dedicate a lot more time. And I just think people don't have as much free time between demanding work schedules, uh, limited, you know, resources. Cause you know, the kids are in softball and travel baseball and travel hockey and, 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 you know, well, we want to go to a baseball game and a football, you know, and I just feel like there are yep. so many options available to the consumer that I think that's why, and that plays somewhat of a role in terms of why maybe attendance and viewership is down. But when you look at the social media side of things in terms of, you know, what we're measuring today off of, you know, TV ratings don't mean as much as hashtag ratings do and impressions do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's a new era in terms of what we're going to deem it success off of. So if we're just looking at butts in a seat and eyes on the TV, of course that's down. That's going to be down across the board, I think, in, in most sports. But when you look at other aspects in terms of where your engagements are, uh, you know, I, I, I think maybe it's up a little bit, you know. So I would agree with you. Uh, that long-winded way to say, yeah, I, I think the sports, uh, like you said, it's been around a long time. Uh, you know, there, there's things that can be done, I think, to maybe help it. And I will sound like a broken record because I think this would be great for the sport. Like you said, we've all got an opinion on how we can change it. You know, I look at what the World Wrestling Entertainment did with their WWE network for a $10 a month subscription and what I got. I felt that was the best $10 a month I spent. And, you know, we all waste money on stupid things. And it's like if NASCAR came out with a subscription-based service, sure, you might lose viewers, but you might bring in more money from your dedicated fan base for 10, 15 bucks a month, knowing that they've only got to go to one place and they can get everything from practice to qualifying when that comes back to the races to special programming, whether it be, you know, whether, you know, we, we see stuff during rain delays and, and, you know, maybe we get something on one station or another station on, you know, a driver or a history lesson kind of thing, you know, if that was all in one spot i'd pay 10 bucks i'd pay 20 bucks you know and i think that yeah maybe we'd lose viewership um and and you know some broadcasting money but there's ways that can be made up elsewhere and take advantage of where we're at in today's society i agree and you know what they've actually did i think fox tried that with speed tv and which yeah. which by the way i was i bought into i was dedicated to um loved it they didn't only have obviously the stock car racing aspect of it, but they had all the other racing yeah. as well, which although it wasn't really as popular and wouldn't be as very popular to as many people, I just love racing. I've, I, you know what? I'd watch people with uh, <laughs> race themselves around with their <laughs> shopping carts in a Walmart parking right. lot if it was up to me. <laughs> well, That's I, how much I enjoy just racing. I think Speed TV was maybe ahead of its time a little bit, you know, because that I was before too. the era of smartphones and apps to where you could yeah. watch on the go. You know, so something to that effect, you know, might be no, worth I the investment agree with you. again. I think uh, Speed TV was was way ahead of its time, and if I had the ability to 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 approach like a, a, a ESPN or something like that and propose nothing but a racing channel again, I think it'd be more welcomed now than it 
than uh, than it was back then. Absolutely. When, when they basically had to pull teeth to uh, to get it on the air. Yes. No, I'm with you. All right, sir. Well, man, I have I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. We pray we probably need to have a few more of these. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Jumpy Bob. I post a lot of car pictures, mostly of Hot Wheels. I very rarely get in. I I absolutely do not get into politics. But if you want to uh, enjoy some Hot Wheels uh, from my uh, Jump Hot Wheels collection, you're more than welcome. I'm um, really actually a nice guy and uh, don't really cause too much trouble on Twitter. I've never been blocked once. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, man, thank you so much for being a part of Episode 250. Uh, really, really glad to have had you on. Enjoyed that conversation there and look forward to talking to you soon, man. We, before we go, i got to ask you just one more thing. Yes, sir. Who, who are your picks? this coming race oh um all right i will tell you uh how about off the air because i haven't done the fantasy segment yet oh absolutely you're right that's part of the show you're yes. right that's my bad okay all right no problem hang I'll on wait. the line hang on the line all right lap traffic nation that's jumpy bob uh look forward to talking to him real soon all right lap traffic nation joining me on the line a uh, little little late minute programming change here uh it was planned to have both brian newdor and aaron studwell however uh brian had something pop up last minute so he is unable to attend but joining me on the line you can follow him on twitter at race weather it's mr aaron studwell sir good evening how are you good evening sir i'm doing well and happy 250 thank you very much thank you yes uh you've been around for for a good chunk of them 250 if i was if i was good i would have gone back to see what episode (laughs) was the first one but that just popped into my mind as you said that so that's not something i can do but uh it sounds like you have a homework assignment for the weekend well what i can say is is i believe this is your third year uh of doing this and i believe you started at the start of season three uh, that would be correct so if that's the case uh moment please hold here hey are you watching the all-star game tonight uh yes i'm going to find a fine fine beverage okay i'm I going to put put my feet up and i'm going to lean back and watch the baseballs fly out of what's the name of the park now of course it's so, so course field yes Okay, just second. They do do change every now and then. Yes. Yes, I love it. Uh, All right. Now that I let you talk for a minute, that allowed me to go back to the website. (laughs) And uh, I can tell you that season three started with episode 108, but that was obviously before things kicked off. Uh, I see that Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports was on episode 111. That was probably before Daytona. So I'm going to guess you started around episode 112-ish, and here we are at 250. So uh, over 100 episodes, sir. Wow. So well, that's, that's I'm still awesome. not tired. I'm still not tired of talking to you. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure if that is a credit to me or a credit to your patience. So <laughs> uh, I, I'll give credit to a little, little bit of more of your patience with me for as many times as I've messed up your show. Nonsense. Nonsense. Both with now nah, I'm more thinking of taking it off the rails. <laughs> I, if you want to give but if you want to give a patience award, it's to your lovely wife, Lindsay. Yes. For as much as she's been through a move medical stuff yes barbecue stuff yeah racing yeah. racing racing yes we're good now yeah she gets of a saint, that's for sure yeah if she listened 
Yeah, oh, she was. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, you wait for that Facebook message. How's that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll be waiting a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. She she don't get around to them like she used to. So, oh man, that's funny. I love it. Uh, well, listen, it's been a minute since uh, you've been on. Uh, what'd you do over the Fourth of July? Anything fun? Honestly, still, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I actually, I think I'm all out of my boxes. Excellent. Although I am missing, I am missing a pair of shoes. Oh wow! And I don't, I don't know how that happens. I think I tossed them in like a suit bag, suitcase. Which I haven't unpacked yet. I think ah, I found okay. it like underneath some stuff earlier. I'm like, I bet that's where those shoes are. But I pretty much moved in. Worked. Uh, I say work. Company's going great. I, I'm hoping we have some really exciting news by the end of August. Cool. Uh, and we're just yeah, we've got um, you know Voyagers on with Landon for the rest of the season, but we're working on. I just closed an associate deal with a Michigan football. I'm Todd Plate. So nice. we are working the Michigan connections. And does that mean you'll be here in Michigan for the August race? Uh, I, it looks, unfortunately, no, but I will be at a race. If I can close, we're working on an eight race deal for my open wheel driver. And that would put me at Gateway. I'm sorry. WWT, WWE. Yeah, right. I always East want to say, say World East Wrestling. St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> East St. Louis. Excellent. For the, bom- for the Bomberito race. Okay, sweet. Good deal. That's that's fun. Uh, all right, let's move a little more current. Uh, Atlanta, Knoxville, man. Um, you know that truck race killed, almost killed my tea time and me getting up for Saturday. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I persevered through that. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, and it's like, oh, my God, this race should have been over at 10 o'clock. Why are we still racing at quarter to 12? Why are we racing well, after that's, 12? No, that was my whole thing. I'm like, hey, look, the white flag. I was just about to wave it myself and surrender. I, I was close. Like, we, I had an 8.30 tea time. It was an hour drive. I'm like, uh, you got to stop and get a bagel. Like, I, I mean, I got to get up. And, Man, that's I, my I, own heart got to get up at 6 30 in the morning and it's midnight i just worked all week like and i get it i mean you want to talk about first world problems to complain about having to wake up it's saturday morning to go play golf but it was just like man can this thing get over with sometime soon yeah that was just a fuster cluck that yes. was just that was just a debacle is a nice word yeah oh yeah and it i was actually and it's rare i say i watch eric estep 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 Oh, but yeah, he, he, YouTube guy or something, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and he doesn't follow me, which I really shouldn't have given promotion for that. <laughs> but, me but he's like, so it really good. shows down, comes down to a lack of respect for others on track. They raced really nice. I mean, really, really nice. I mean, they raced well. The heats, the first two stages, third stages, they're like, oh, demolition derby time. Let's go. Well, all right. So here's, and and man, I, I and, wish I could get in contact with this guy because I debate that and not, and I debate it respectfully. I, I know, and I'm more being facetious, but I've also heard from dirt track people I know that the, they should have taken a break, they should have watered the track, they should have put that oh, inside groove back in. Yes, they should have groomed. Yes. They should have groomed the groomed the track at some point, and I think at the stage breaks, 
when you had those not, I hate to say non-timed, those longer non or you're not changing position stops, I, I think that would have been a perfect time to do it because they did it at the Bristol race and yes. it worked out really well. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and I, I and I agree to that completely. And I talked about this a little bit ago, but um, I 100% would also add to the caveat of why that became such a cluster bleep at the end was because once you, I, I mean, I know the old adage, cautions, precautions, but once once you, yes. Once that becomes a factor, once it becomes trucks, once it becomes dirt race, and I, I, I think this part is missed because they really, I don't feel they highlighted it enough on the broadcast. We've only got one more race before the truck playoffs start. So this oh, is yeah. go home time, basically. Like these guys that wanted to have a shot to me, they either pick up points, bump somebody out with a win that's outside the top 10. This was their chance because it was dirt and maybe taking advantage of it. Or if they know that, you know, they're, they're going to suck on the road course next <laughs> in a couple of weeks at Watkins Glen. This, this was it. And, you know, so I think you add in the fact that the track, needed some extra maintenance and plus that aspect that's why i personally feel we went to four overtimes in a truck uh, i agree that that's a great observation and here's another one i'm gonna it's not to not the trump years but this is a question for you and i remember at bristol they went to single file restarts should they have done that maybe after the first green white checker you know so well green white mess you know i mean we we saw that at bristol right and to me my thing is is man like i've had people ask me to change the rules in lap traffic fantasy to stop kyle larson from being able to be picked every week and i'm like i get where you're coming from and yeah that makes sense but the season and the segment and all of this have started under these rules and people were able to take advantage and use that and and strategically play around that. If I change that now, I'm going to piss a lot of people off. And so well, for and me to go to to go to single file restarts mid race, like I, I think that's I don't like that. Like you're like, hey, let's just randomly change a rule mid race when that's not right. how we did it last week, and that's not how we're going to do it next week. Like so, I'm I'm not a fan. I understand why but i'm not a fan of that yeah okay i was just that's curious yeah just curious about that but i think the playoff observation or playoff implications observation was key there yeah oh for sure well, I, I think so too not to toot my own horn but i will <laughs> if you if you could do that you'd never <laughs> leave the house go ahead <laughs> um all right man well listen so i, I really i've kind of teased it a little bit but i'll make it official uh i'm probably going to do a short show next week and i uh say that because there's not going to be any fantasy to really do there's no weather to have next week uh so gonna take a couple weeks off after next week's short condensed show uh so this is going to be the the last weather segment here for a couple weeks sir i'm fine with that yeah <laughs> um, that's 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 fine by me yes um, yeah, I'm, I, so we'll, as here's we, the thing because we'll stay in touch yes we'll continue to talk sports yes we'll figure out the michigan show yes and we'll figure out how we can meet in pittsburgh or youngstown to give me some of your barbecue all the things yes to all the things um yeah you know so we were talking a little bit before the show like uh, i have gone straight through every season 
season for like the last two years. I don't think I've missed a show during the season. Uh, and it's uh, it just makes sense, man. So, there ain't so you're the cat. You're the Cal Ripken of podcasting. There we go. I love it. You, you, you could put that on the back of a shirt. Right. Yeah. Iron Man, pod, podcasting Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I love it. Um, so that said, uh, let's get our last weather update here for a couple of weeks. How are we looking for Loudon, sir? Uh, bring ponchos. Okay. Bring ponchos. If you're going, bring ponchos. Uh, not just for Larry the Lobster. Uh, cold, cold front sitting really kind of across the St. Lawrence Valley, which is that river that runs down through Quebec. Um, Saturday, cloudy, southerly winds, so I have a little bit moist air coming in and chance of rain. A pretty decent chance of rain. Sunday's a little bit more iffy. Um, I think we, if the front passes, which it's kind of forecast to do but look at the weather service they don't really agree with it and i'm not sure why unless your stuff's old i um cloudy again uh morning rain going into afternoon showers there is a potential that they become more scattered so i think that's what you want to hope for northerly winds i don't think the skies are going to clear high only of 70 it's, I mean, it's 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 been so it's been rough up here i mean you're in the the midwest east now if you will yes uh and i mean the weather in michigan metro detroit has been unseasonably chilly cloudy overcast and breezy and it's rained you know more yeah, days you than gotta, it yeah and you got a pretty decent chance for uh, some pretty bumpy weather tomorrow with uh, some severe storms too yes. so hey as long as it clear i mean it do what it wants monday to thursday i i could care right less, you know so but uh yeah fun times all right sir well listen everybody make sure you follow brian newdorf on twitter at nascar underscore wxman along with yours truly aaron studwell at race weather sir it was great to catch up with you thank you so much for being a part of episode 250 and we will catch you in a couple weeks sir I'm just thankful if you asked me to do this in late 2017. I'm glad I said yes. Glad to be part of the show. Glad to be part of the team. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. We'll catch you later. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. All right. The dogs are barking. Yes, it is time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lapdown Picks. You guys know the drill. After the checkered flag drops, you can tweet me your picks, and I will read them back on the show. Uh, my Lucky Dog of the race weekend is uh, the Bush Brothers. Kurt and Kyle each had something to celebrate this weekend. And to you guys, the listeners, the followers uh, for giving me a reason to be here for 250 episodes. Thank you so much. Uh, my lap down truck race and you guys know how much it pains me to give the truck race a lap down but it, it is warranted this week and kyle larson because of course i picked him in lap traffic fantasy uh all right uh, let's get to your tweeted responses uh, with uh, Scott, 1985 Wagner, who you heard a little while ago. Uh, lucky dog Kurt Busch with a turn of help from Ross Chastain. Lap down as a tie. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin from dominance to doormats this season. And uh, he sent in a late ad as well uh, for a lap down. All the KB fans mad at Ross Chastain for helping his teammate. 18 driver and spotter didn't see it coming. as purely on those two for not thinking about it. They don't realize same thing has helped KB win races before. I love it. Uh, Jeff, 
At JBEF1789, lucky dog. How about Kurt Busch? He and the 42 have had speed the past few weeks. Clutch win. Uh, lap down, Stuart House Racing. I guess I need to stop thinking the turnaround is coming. They're just way, way off, and it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, if you saw what uh, Rodney said a couple weeks ago in an interview, something about just like at this point they're not going to be able to get the speed uh, with what they'd have to go through to be able to find it. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Maybe he's playing with us. Who knows? Um Brian at Storm and B81. Lucky dog. Great run by Kurt Bush to punch his ticket. Lap down. The fans who thought it was a bad idea to repave the track. LOL. It needs it. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky dog. Kurt Bush got one for the old guys. Lap down. The people that kept saying or thought the Knoxville race was in Tennessee. Yes. Uh, good call there. Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog. Kurt Bush winning the family feud with a great battle in the closing laps. Lap down. Kyle Larson in the five car. You can't make those mistakes. If you plan on running for the cup, uh, Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3, lucky dog, Ganassi Racing, Kurt Bush dominates with the Chastain assist. Lap down, Hemrick needs to find the golden horseshoe. Maybe he just needs to call Jimmy Johnson. I'm not sure. Uh, Kristen at K Hoglin 79, lucky dog, Kurt Bush for getting himself a spot in the playoffs. Lap down to Atlanta for the empty stands. Where are you at? Let's go back to Wisconsin where we can fill the place up. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog to Kurt Busch. Best battle for the win this year. Lap down to Ricky Spinhouse. Uh, what's the over under? How many cars he's going to ruin before the end of the year? Uh, well, I need to know where we were at now, and then I could set that line for you. Uh, Janet at Froggy16. Lucky dog to Kurt. Go. Uh, Ross Chastain did him a huge solid. Lap down the truck series for looking like amateurs the last 10 laps at Knoxville. Uh, Roger at R-O-J-O-D-I's lucky dog, Kurt, for the win. Ross for being a good teammate. And the horse rider in Iowa lapped down the Smith family in Atlanta for thinking fans want reconfiguration. And Kyle Busch for being a whiner. I love it. Uh, David at Flint 14 uh, Already have my lucky dogs. He sent these in early. Uh, lucky dog used sheet metal collectors. Let down everyone involved in either race control or driving a truck. Great job convincing the fans at the greatest dirt track in the country that NASCAR is a joke. Ooh. That's strong, David. That's strong. Uh, but, hey, I'll take me some sheet metal. <laughs> uh, Robin at SF49ERGIRL16. Lucky dog, definitely Kurt Busch. A lap down, Kyle Larson. And Carson at Carson Haglin. Lucky dog, Kyle Busch going out on top in Xfinity, backing it up with a P2 and cup race. Lap down the Knoxville fiasco. Started out as a great race, but ended in chaos. Uh, need to go to the other Iowa track I might offer. And Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire. Lucky dog, Kurt Kurt Busch, beast mode. Lap down. Chase Elliott. Would have been cool to see him join his dad. His winner's there. Uh, and Chris at Chris 4, WF18. Lucky dog. Kyle Busch with Xfinity win 102 Saturday. Backing it up with a second-place finish with a stage win. Lap down. Michael Annette not racing Friday in Knoxville. Saturday in Atlanta. Only thing JRM is saying is a reoccurrence of leg injury. He drove just fine Thursday. And last but not least, Ron at our trader. Lucky dog, Kurt. And Lap down, Kyle. All right. That is going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks. You guys came strong this week. I love it. Let's get it strong one more week before the break. All right. Let's keep things rolling. All right. You know, normally there used to be that old wave around hotline. Somebody that used to close out the wave around hotline uh, was Mr. Andrew Cansey. And I think it's, it's fitting we drop him in right about now. 
All right, Lab Traffic Nation, joining me on the line. He's so excited to be on because you haven't heard his voice in a minute since I decided to retire the Wave Around Hotline. It is the former voice of the Wave Around Hotline, Mr. Andrew Cancy. And sir, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? It's uh, probably a good thing that you retired. It. Less edits you got to make on the show and less bleach you got to put in. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Things are good. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, episode 250. Uh, you're one of the other OGs on tonight, which is awesome. So thanks for being along for the ride, man. Oh, thanks for having me on. I love being on here. And man, I can't believe it's been 250 episodes. I think I started around like episode like eight or 10. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts, man. It's awesome. Um, well, listen, uh, before we get to racing talk, uh, let's get some baseball talk. Uh, All-star games tonight. Uh, my Tigers have been kind of streaky. Uh, you know, they're up, they're down. They hit a grand slam and still find a way to lose uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Um, how, how are your Yankees doing, man? Oh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> you, you can't tease the Astros and then blow a five-run lead to them in the ninth inning and then have them mock you, even though Altuve, you know, you know, took his shirt off and said, oh, I got no buzzers here, even though, you know, the buzzer theory was not quite proven, but we're still cheating in 2019 with, with flashing lights in the outfield. And you guys can go look that up in one of the sports writers books. Just saying. So there's probably still cheating in my book. I hate the Astros <laughs> with a passion. I'd, I'd rather see the Red Sox win and the Yankees are, they're too right-handed. Uh, they're too slow and they need to kind of maybe sell a little bit at the trade deadline. Fair enough. Now, all right. So now you, you're a very passionate sports person. Uh, you, you know the 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 hatred for the Astros is noted. Uh, you are not a fan of some of the drivers that take uh, the field every Sunday. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe driver the number eleven, number six. I could go on. Uh, what what what's fueled more, the the Astros or some of the guys that you can't stand that that drive on Sunday? Without a doubt, the Houston assholes for <laughs> sure. I mean, you can't ruin the integrity of the game and then act like you guys did nothing and and cost people their careers and cost people millions of dollars in arbitration because Altuve took the MVP from Judge and then take World Series from people and then act like, uh, you know, the players act like they're the victims, even though they all should have been banned. But Pete Rose is still banned, but, you know, he bet on his own team to win. Go figure. But right. That's not <laughs> game of it. Uh, are you going to watch the All-Star game tonight? I'll, I'll try to get as much in as I can. I mean, I, I really want to see – uh, Shohei Otani, man, that guy is so goddamn fun to watch. I mean, what what more can you say about him? He he he's a a very good pitcher and an elite hitter. I mean, we've never seen anything like this in our our lifetime for sure. No, I'm with you 100. That's kind of how I felt about watching Cabrera a couple of years ago. Like just elite, uh, you know, just just being able to take that in is just something special to behold. So uh, I feel. Yeah, those, those are the generational talents that kind of come along in you know in any sport, whether it's you know LeBron or Jordan or Brady, um, you know outside of you know the sports we're talking about now, um, you just got to embrace them. I mean, yeah, I know people hated Tom Brady, but I mean I'm not really a football fan, but it's kind of fun to be able to at least appreciate him more than I used to, I should say. Sure. So. Sure. 
Well, yeah. you know, that's kind of, you know, the Tom Brady love hate relationship with people is kind of like me with Kyle Bush. Like, you know, before the podcast, before the, I really developed appreciations for uh, this sport on a whole different level uh, with, with the podcast. You know, Kyle Bush has grown on me. You know, uh, he, I, I have a, greater understanding for why he is the way he is and in all of that so yeah no i get that and i think as kyle bush uh grows in his career uh and, and when he's retired and maybe in a booth or, or doing whatever uh I, I think more people will become fans of his at that point in time so we saw it with gordon we've seen it with dw you know it's 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 really kind of like that all right i didn't like you because you prevented my driver from winning but now that you're not driving uh i'll get on the bandwagon yeah you know i'm kind of surprised more fans aren't on the, the Kyle Bush bandwagon. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they don't like the, we'll call it the saltiness after a second place finish, which I can understand. Right, right. But it's entertaining. I mean, what more do you want? Do you want a guy to get out and, and say, oh, you know, we had a good points day. I gotta say, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a guy say, no, we lost. Yeah, Ross Chastain's a POS. Like, yes, right. that is what I want to see in a driver. Yeah. And I, I'm at the point right now where I don't root for or against Kyle Busch, but I'm God, I'm so happy to watch him every Sunday. Sure. All right. Now to, let's talk about Saturday. His win and basically admitting on national TV that he's done at least for a while. Uh, and I say that meaning like, hey, you know, Dale Jr. supposedly done, but he hops in an Xfinity car every once in a while, you know. So we may see a one-off here or there. Uh, and, hell, we may even see it next season. Who knows? But his, you know, guaranteed five uh, races a year is probably a done deal. Uh, does that, you know, where are you at with that? Are you happy with that? Would you rather see him in there? You know, I think back in the early 2010s and late thousands, we'll call it, we saw all these guys just obliterating the Xfinity field. Cup guys, I mean, whether it was Carl Edwards or Matt Kenseth, Kevin Harvick, those guys. Sure. And we didn't really see a lot of young drivers develop through the ladder. Um, and there was that low where we didn't really get many drivers. But the drivers that we got developed quickly, like a Keselowski, for example. I think what Kyle does for the Xfinity series outweighs the bad. Sure. And I think they're really going to miss him for a lot of reasons. As we are now, what are we, Brandon, five or six years into the limitations in the lower series? Uh, About, we're, maybe we'll yeah, say. Around there, yeah. 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 Give or take. It was, I think it was right when, uh, I might have been like the year before the... Uh, you know, new playoff format. So, yeah, we're around yeah, that. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, I think as we've seen some of these younger drivers come in and just struggle. I mean, William Byron struggled and, you know, the rookies last year. Yeah, Cole Custer won, but let's be real. He kind of, he didn't really go out and win. It was kind of a fluky sure. win. He went out and got a good restart. I, I think that's where you're going to see it. And you are seeing now the long-term effects of us locking some of the cup drivers out of the lower series, and I think that's going to hurt because they all say, I mean, they were saying on your show, yeah, I love Kyle Busch in the field. Yeah, he kicks our ass, but guess what? I know where I got to be better. Yes. Yeah, no, 100%. And, and they're going to hurt it from a comp. That's going to hurt from a competition standpoint, and I think to a lesser extent, maybe from a business standpoint, you know, those are five more races that that team has to fund out of pocket. 
Is right. Kyle Busch is bringing his own sponsors. Kevin Harvick's going to bring his sponsors. Right. Carl Edwards brought his sponsors. You know, and it kind of gave some of those younger guys a chance. Like, how many different drivers did we see drive the, you know, the the monster or the NASCAR when Kyle wasn't running? Kyle's the one bringing the money. Right. So he gave those guys like Eric Jones and, and Matt Tiff a chance. Yes. And obviously some panned out better than others. But right. that's, again, like well, that in every sport. And that's what helps funds. That's what helps to fund his truck team, which is why we're still going to see him in a truck over in Xfinity because he's got extra stake in that in bringing that to the team. And you know, as, as right. much as people may hate on Kyle Busch, uh, what he's doing for the truck series is helping keep the excitement, uh, the name. You know, he he's helped keeping the truck series at the forefront there, which, uh, you know, is, is, is something to be said about his love for the sport, even though we may not love his approach sometimes. Right. And he's still bringing, you know, three or four, depending on the year, full-time trucks. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I, I mean, if you get rid of KBM, what is the truck series? It's GMS and Thor sport. And that's about it. Yes. Yep. So yep. do we really want to, do we really want to go down that road of not having KBM in the truck series? No, no, no. So I mean, look at, what happened with, you know, Keselowski ended up getting out of it. You know, we saw yeah. what happened, you know, and he and, didn't want to get out long, of it, you know, but it was, just yeah, like, and that's uh, the thing, you know, and look how long it's taken Ford just to get another development deal in the truck series. I mean, how many Ford prospects have come through the trucks to Xfinity level? There really hasn't been any. And Austin Sindrick, once the BKR, he was the last uh, really Ford driver to, to come through with the, the truck program. I mean, yes. now they got Haley Deegan in there, but, you know, has she really lit the world on fire? No. no, no has Tanner yeah. Gray lit the world on fire? No. So I think Ford might be still kind of looking at that a little bit so well and yeah i wonder if maybe with uh Kislowski's move uh over to roush maybe they maybe that's something that comes down down the pipe with that is maybe they look yeah, at a yeah. developmental truck team there so uh, very well could be all right sir let's wrap it with this uh you're sitting 29th in lap traffic fantasy can you crack can you crack the top 16 with five races to go you got about 60 points to make up if I was able to see into the future, I think I would probably look into the lottery numbers before I look into the lap traffic fantasy league. And that's not to say I dislike the lap traffic fantasy league, but that's, the short answer is no. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, all right, man. Uh, where can everybody follow you on Twitter? Follow me at racing cans. You could hear my, fun slander of uh, certain drivers and you know their one fan likes to you know go back and forth and that's uh, you know, neither here nor there as usual fair enough i love it all right man <laughs> well listen thank you so much for taking a few minutes appreciate you as always can't wait to talk to you soon brother thanks man i appreciate you having me on and let's uh let's do another 250 um i'm okay with that man all right we'll catch you later <laughs> take care see ya all right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. We got five more cup races to go with everything in between before we set our playoff grid for this year's Fantasy League, which I'm very excited about. But right now, joining me on the line, he was the sole winner of week high this week you can follow him on twitter at camper news net he was a regular on the uh wave around hotline it's matt camper matt what's going on man how are you i'm doing great brandon how you doing i'm awesome man thanks so much for taking some time to call in appreciate you uh let's see here man let's let's start with this what'd you think of the race in this weekend the trucks race at knoxville uh xfinity and cup at uh atlanta what'd you think this weekend 
I I did not get a chance to really see the Xfinity series. I was out all day on Saturday, but uh, for the truck race, um, I catched a glimpse at the end, and just the wrecks. Oh, it's just absolutely just something I've never seen before. Um, it took four attempts to uh, green and I check or finish, and there was a red flag in there. It was just absolutely just. I'll say a crazy finish to the truck race. And um, as far as the Cup Series goes, I really thought when it came down to the end, the Bush Brothers battling, that was just one heck of a battle. The battle was just incredible. Uh, the last 25 laps. Uh, that weight turbulence, I really thought Kurt Busch, maybe it, that lap traffic may have helped Kyle Busch, but Kurt Busch really kept his cool, um, really got through that very well and was able to win that race. It was just a really incredible finish to the legacy of the existing surface at Atlanta. I've been saying I really wanted Atlanta to be redone for a while. And it and I don't know after this one, does it need to be repaid? Does it not? But I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Atlanta has to offer with the new banking coming and what's 2022 going to offer for Atlanta. Yeah, no, That's I'm my- with you there. I'm with, you know, um, I, I think when uh, I think Kyle Busch, he gave it his all when he was he, he got to the side of him coming into one of the turns uh, and Kurt was just had the momentum on the high line. And, and I think Kyle used up everything that he might have had there for that, you know. But like you said, it was an epic battle, uh, which was great. You know, and yeah, I, I said it a little while ago, you know, it's just so I love the irony in that the week that they talk about doing the repave, they have to start the stop the race uh, to fix the track you know so that i just the irony there was just so perfect for me so you know i'm, I'm ready you know for, for the change let's see what they've got exactly i i also thought with the um i was like that was just an irony as you said brandon i um with the uh concrete coming up and then having to make sure that was safe for the drivers to race that was just an absolute irony and when i saw that i was like this is exactly why I thought Atlanta needed to be repaid because, you know, you don't want a situation, you know, in the future where the track surface comes up and then you have somebody get hurt. So I'm glad that they are repaving it. What I saw as far as the surface coming up, that really showed me exactly why Atlanta needed to be repaved. I'm glad they made the right decision in the long run. Yeah, no, I think it's going to make more exciting racing. Drivers have said this um, over the last week. They don't agree with it being repaved, but they didn't agree with the Bristol dirt track. But you saw what we got at the Bristol dirt track, and it was incredible racing. If you if they thought it would be bad enough at the Bristol dirt, but it turned out to be an incredible race. Wait until you see what we are going to see when uh, Atlanta is officially repaved in time for next season. I yeah. think it's going to be make for incredible racing. Yeah, uh, I love it. We'll uh, one of them wait and see moments for sure. All right, man. Well, let's talk about the the picks for this past week, man. Um, you know, th- this was one of those weeks where if you went with the league standard as of late of Larson, Sindrick, and John Hunter, you did not favor too well, and those that went outside of the norm uh, were really able to pick up some ground. 
round, which you took advantage of that with Todd Gilliland in the Truck Series, A.J. Allmendinger in the Xfinity Series, and you were one of three people that took Kurt Busch and, and got the payoff there. So 151 points, nice job. Uh, you're sitting eighth in the segment two standings and sitting 13th overall. Uh, so nice job there. I went with the standards. I took John Hunter. I took Larson. I did go AJ, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to 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 limp my way into the playoffs. So that's that's my that was my strategy last week. So let's hit our top. And 10. I'm sorry, Brandy, if okay. I can just uh, say this as far as what you said as far as um, uh, this past week's picks. Um, you know, I've been towards the middle of the pack all year in the laugh traffic fantasy league, and I was like. Do I want to go with the norm or do I want to try to see if I can get some points back? And that's why I decided to go with those three picks because I need more points. And I wasn't sure. And, you know, Kurt Busch, I wasn't sure. Todd Gilliland, I wasn't 100 percent sure. But it was a gamble and it paid off. And I don't think I've ever had a points week in the laugh draft fantasy league like i did this week that was just one heck of a run excellent man i love it i really love the fantasy league this is definitely really competitive Uh, i love it thank you sir uh all right let's hit our top 10 in segment two still in first base place with 1001 points it's steven from dfs nascar in second with 958 is Kristen Haglund. in third with 956 is tony salt in fourth with 955 is glenn atkins in fifth with 955 Four is Jeff Beaven. In sixth with 949 is Henry Fletcher. Seventh is Joseph Scampino with 939. Our guest this week, Matt Camper, is in eighth with 937. Stephanie Borges in ninth with 924. And Matthew Miles wraps out the top 10 with 922. Uh, over to the bonus points, which Matt picked up two this week. In first is Henry Fletcher with ninth. John Etwinsel in eighth. Uh, Carson Haglin, Chad Robb, and Eric Souter all have six. And then there's just a slew after that. So if you make the playoffs, uh, you're definitely getting some bonus points that carry through. And then over to our cumulative standings, our top 16 in first with 2144 is Henry Fletcher. Uh, we got a two-way tie for second with uh, 2099 between Jeff Beaven and John Etwinsel. In third is Glenn Atkins with 2083. In fourth is Jess Rose with 2063. Uh, Pete Kerr is in fifth with 2058. Yours truly is in sixth, along with Steven at DFS NASCAR with 2056. Fred LeClaire, 2034. Brad Carnes is in eighth. Josh Neal in ninth. Carson Haglin wraps out the top 10, along with Michael from the Blind Spot Pod. Joe Hewson in 11th. David Mullins, 12th. Matt Camper, 13th. Charles LaPearl, 14th. Michael Roller, 15th. And John King in 16th. And what I love is that there's no big gap between anybody. It's pretty close, which is awesome. Uh, Matt, what do you say? You ready to make some picks for this week? I am ready, Brandon. All right, Lap Traffic Fantasy players, we are headed to New Hampshire this week. Uh, last race before the two-week break for the Olympics, those that didn't take Cindric and Larson last week might have picked up some ground as the common picks did not pay off this past weekend in Atlanta. Ford has a three-race win streak at New Hampshire, but two of those wins are from the struggling Kevin Harvick. Can Ford pick up its fourth win in a row at New Hampshire? Chevy's last win also came at the hands of Kevin Harvick, who obviously drives for Ford now. you got to go all the way back to Ryan 
Ryan Newman's win in 2011 to have an active Chevy driver that still drives for Chevy. Uh, will Chevy come to play this week and pick up a long overdue win? Can Denny Hamlin get to hold his favorite trophy? Who picks up ground in the league? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. Matt, we'll start with you. Who is your pick for the Xfinity Series? I am going to go with someone who has had a total of two top tens and one top five in the last four races at New Hampshire, and that is Justin Allgaier. Ooh, sir, I don't know if this is good news or bad news for you, but he is my pick as well this week. So uh, we're both rolling with the seven in the Xfinity Series. And how about the cup pick, sir? Who are you going with in the cup series? And I am going to go with someone who won at New Hampshire back in 2019, and that is Brad Keselowski. Oh, sir, you and I have mirrored each other's picks. That doesn't happen too often. Uh, we're either gonna we're, we're either gonna be looking like we know what we're doing, or uh, I hope I don't jinx you, sir. So if you need to make a change, because those are mine as well, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. Well, listen, hey, man, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you were able to be on this week. Uh, thanks for being a part of episode 250. Uh, good luck this week and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, Brandon. And congratulations to you on your 250th episode. Appreciate you, everyone. Go follow Matt at Camper News Net. Matt, we'll catch you soon, man. OK, take care, Brandon. See ya. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. It's gonna time to close this thing out. Uh, we already did fantasy. Normally we close things out with fantasy, but it's episode 250. It's a special occasion. It's it's a milestone show. And anytime there is a milestone, this gentleman is gonna be on the show. Lab Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 18th appearance. Uh, you know who it is. It is the orange cone. Cone, what's up, brother? Right, everyone's fantasy man, right here. That's right. <laughs> All right, you don't need to have a fantasy segment. You just need yes. to have me on. <laughs> I love it, man. What's going right. on? How are you? Well, for for the women who are into bad uh, old guys with the dad bod situation going on, just so you know, dad bods are a to, thing. You're, you're going to have to fight your way through a, a crazy Italian woman, but I'm your guy. <laughs> Head to back or back to head. What was that? All right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome to the show, man. Uh, 18. I know we talked about a while ago. Um, here's my thought. We're going to get you on one more time between now and the fall for the 19th appearance. And what would just be the coolest thing in the world is if for episode 20, you were up here with the crazy Italian lady Yeah. Uh, for episode 20 in person, we can recap ARCA and the end of the NASCAR season. How about we do that? Let's plan on it. I, th I think that's a great idea there, sir. Yes. Um, well, listen, man, uh, episode 250, you were the first guest ever on the show back on episode 10. Here you are 240 shows later on episode 250. Thank you so much, man. No, thanks for uh, letting me come on and, and talk racing all these times. It's one of my favorite things to do. And you know, listening that. to uh, listening to the way the show has grown over the last several years has has been a real treat. You know, I, I remember the early days, and it was a very fan oriented. You know, and and there's a there's a level of professionalism here, Brandon, that wasn't there. You know, back in the day. I appreciate that. And man. to uh, to listen to your show grow and and to see the reception that it's gotten from 
others in the industry is has been a lot of fun to see pal. Well, thank so, you congrats on show 250 thank you so much man oh i got goosebumps thank you um well listen man let's talk a little arca uh you guys had right. like a, a, a slow start to the season and that was because you guys like two weeks on two weeks off three weeks off but you guys are in full throttle uh you know you know what's what's been going on so we we did have a slow start to the year our you know our business model is still very uh ticket revenue oriented and we we kind of had a feeling that if we just waited towards the second half of the year that you know the country was going to get it together and and kind of get the vaccination deal going and the the vaccine or the uh infection rates were going to kind of chill out a little bit and you know that's what's happened and and obviously the country is well underway of, of reopening and people are coming out to uh to live events uh, and, and you know what they they've been dying to come out to live Absolutely. events i mean it's there there is a a huge uh demand for it and you know we we knew that if we were just patient um we we get back in the swing of things and we've had some some short track races with just some incredible in-person crowds we had a a race out of irwindale in california that sold every seat six thousand fans uh out there to watch an arco menards west race and you know it's it's great to see um but yeah we're a little behind as far as the rest of the the racing series with our points battles and you know we're closing in on, on the midway point of our year and it's going to be a very busy uh, next couple of months i think i've got one full weekend off between now and the middle of october so uh yeah, but this, this is what we're here for. We're here to go racing, and uh, and and we've had a pretty good season to this point. Ty Gibbs and Corey Heim are just putting on a clinic, and you know it's. It, you might think that it it might get a little boring, you know, who, which of them's going to win, but you know they seem to find a way to make it exciting every weekend. So, you know, we're enjoying a pretty good championship battle between those two, and you know, seeing the likes of, of Gracie Trotter and Jesse Love and, and Drew Dollar and, and all the other uh, young up-and-coming drivers, Daniel Dye, Jack Wood. You know, there's a, there's a lot of talent that's making its way for the Arkham and Art Series right now. Absolutely. You know, and, and I've had the privilege of having some of these guys on, uh, Drew Dollar, Mason Diaz, uh, you know, and that's just to name a couple off the top of my head that, that come to mind. And I tell you what, uh, and I know I've told you this on the show, uh, the poise that some of these young guys have and, and gals in, in the ARCA series for being as young as some of them are, uh, is, is just incredible how they carry themselves. Uh, you know, they know that this is their potential ticket to the big times and, and they want to carry themselves as, is with high regard as possible. And, and I've been impressed, uh, with how, you know, most 17, 18 year olds, you know, they're, they're, their heads down fo- uh, in their phone and yeah, you know, and, and it's, you know, but, but they're, they're articulate. They're, they're able to have a conversation, which is, which is awesome. So that's, that's a testament I'm sure uh, to, to you and, and your, your staff over there in terms of coaching these guys up to, to, to have great interviews, to get their name and their face out there, which is awesome. Well, we don't have to do a whole lot of coaching, believe it or not. Most of these kids come to us uh, pretty well trained. Um, you know, a lot of them have known from the time they were five, six, seven years old that this is what they want to do. They've watched YouTube. They they know how they're supposed to act. Um, you know, some of them have gone through media training through uh, their partners at Toyota or their respective manufacturers. Um, you know, from time to time, we do give give them some pointers. Um, you know, but I think 
you know, in particular, a kid like Ty Gibbs, who started with us when he was, you know, not even 16 years of age, um, to see where he has come in the last two years. Um, the, just a, a tremendous amount of progress. And, you know, obviously we can't take all the credit there. We take very little of the credit as far as his interview skills, but he really has come a long way. It's two years when you're 18 years old, two years is a long time. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that so, frontal cortex lobe thing, whatever, still yeah. developing and growing there. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So he, he has, he has, he's grown up a, a lot in the last couple of years, as has Corey Heim. And, you know, we're, we're uh, the next a couple that I'm really looking at and I'm very high on, I had the, the pleasure of working with them all year last year out in the West, Jesse Love and Gracie Trotter. I, I, I just think the world of these two, I think they're great race car drivers. I think they're great young kids. Uh, they both finished second and third last week at Elko. And I'm looking for some, some really big things out of them here in the next couple of weeks as we, we go short track racing. Well, awesome. Let's get them on the show some point down yeah, the road let's here, do it, sir. Man. Let's um, do it. Let's see here. Let's let's uh, let's switch gears a minute. Speaking of kids and growing up, man, you know I've I've, I've known you a while now, and uh, the mini cones. I saw a picture on, on yeah. uh, social media. They're 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 not so mini anymore. They're are they? as tall as me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, saw you guys were out at the, at the track. It, it's uh, big smiles and all that, man. I'm I'm glad to see that uh, the family's doing well, sir. Yeah, they've they've had a pretty good couple of weeks here. We did. Um, you know, we've, we've done a, a night of destruction at Toledo Speedway. We've done some Flat Rock Speedway, you know, late model races. We've done ARCA at Toledo. We've done, you know, a couple of dirt races down at Eldora. We're going to go to Eldora again tomorrow night. We did the Redbud 400 at Anderson last night. You know, we're, we're going to go to Berlin for ARCA racing on Saturday. Uh, they've, they've seen a lot of race car action so far this year, and, and they just eat it up. They uh, love it. That's, uh, it's, that's awesome. You know, that is one of one of my favorite things is is taking them and kind of showing them the the inside, you know, inside workings of of the sport, and you know, sitting through a couple of of production meetings when you're at work and. Then you know one of them looks at me and says, I, "I had no idea how chaotic this job was." <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you never had any idea because I'm just really good at what I, I do. I just make it look flawless. <laughs> <laughs> I make it look really easy. You know, that's 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 why I am who I am. That's you know, right. I'm, you I'm not good, but it's it is really cool to kind of expose them to to the inside of this deal and you know just uh, I. I I just enjoy going to the racetrack and hanging out with them more than anything. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, you know? um, man. Let's let's talk. You mentioned Eldora. First of all, I'm just I'm so jealous that Eldora is is a drivable distance for a, a one night thing for you because man, what I wouldn't give. Um, you know, we we've had some legendary tweet ups at uh, Eldora, man. What's, we did. What's, what's up with the tweet ups? Are, are we getting back into the the swing with those? So I know Gluck has had had one. Um, you know, and of course, uh, that one was kind of organized by by the guys over at Door Bumper Clear, including my my best friend in the entire world, Brett Griffin. Um, but I'll give those guys a lot of credit. They 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 draw people, which is good. And um, you know, having a tweet up uh, just to kind of get that thing reestablished, I think, is good. We we did. We had so much fun with those up at Michigan and the, and the ones we did down at Eldora. And, you know, I've been to them at, at Indy. I've been to them at Kentucky. And, you know, I, I just I've always had so much fun hanging out with race fans and and the people that we know on Twitter. And 
you know, Brandon, just so many wonderful memories over the years of, of seeing people that we know online and finally putting a face to the name. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I, I would like to get back to the racetrack and, and be in a position to go and do one of those. Maybe if we're able to go to the, the cup weekend down at Indianapolis, I'll be able to participate in one of those. But yeah, man, I was looking at some pictures the other day at that one we did at Eldora. Uh, the one year you guys were down there, and there had to have been 70 people there. At least. That's, it was that's incredible. At a, at a, yeah, at a truck race. Yes. There's 70 people at a, at a tweet-up at a truck race. Yes. You know, that's that's incredible. What, you know, one so. of the coolest things was for, for me to participate in those was, one, it was like, oh, yeah, I think I've seen your, your name pop through my timeline on social media. And then to be able to maybe hand someone a sticker or a koozie which yeah. which starts a conversation which starts an interaction on social i mean it is it yeah. was invaluable like i couldn't put a price on some of those experiences to get that's to talk to works, people man. you know it, it's it's incredible you know um, that's how people ask me you know how how'd you build such a big following on twitter and you know they will a lot of people are gonna say well oh, it's because they used to talk about him on tv all the time and you know he, he it's like, well, before that ever got to that point, yeah. you know, I, I, I created conversations with people. I created discussions and, and I included, you know, I, I worked really hard to, to really cultivate yeah. relationships, you know, person by person. And that's Absolutely. what it takes. And, and you guys have done a really nice job with that too. Well, so. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, of tweet ups and, and giveaways of the sort. So, um, this week I've, I've dedicated to the listeners, uh, as, as listener appreciation week with episode 250, it's been outside of you and, 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 uh, Aaron Studwell, it's been nothing but listeners on the show, uh, which has been a blast to do that. Uh, and I've been doing a ton of giveaways this week and I thought something cool would be is to see how far people listen into the show and and you know make a little trivia question to see the first person tomorrow that's able to respond with an answer to a question that I'm going to ask you right now. And All so right. that's how we're going to do tomorrow Wednesday's giveaway is the first person that's able to tell me the year that the orange cone first went to MIS, his very first race, uh, oh. is going to win a lap traffic prize pack. So, Cone, uh, tell everybody the year, and, and we'll see who the first person <laughs> is. We'll tweet that out tomorrow morning. Uh, Do I have to and, answer and, uh, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? Your first uh, recalled memory that you'd like I, to I recall. Mean, I, I know it. I, I know the answer to it. It's, it doesn't... It, it makes me seem like an old man, you know, that's for sure. So, the first time time I ever went to MIS, um, my dad, when I was a kid, worked for Champion Spark Plug. So we would get tickets to go watch the Champion Spark Plug 400 up at Michigan. And the very first time I ever went up there was 1979. 1979. So. There you have it, guys. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Champion Spark Plugs. Uh, I have some very close friends of the family that used to work for Champion Spark Plugs. Uh, mm -hmm. I wonder if they might know each other, and we'll have well, to uh, have a conversation was about a, that afterwards. It was a it was a pretty big company back in the day, but you know, you know if if they worked here in Toledo, there's a real good chance they knew my dad and my grandfather. That's so. that's awesome. I love it. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. I know you know how much I yeah. appreciate you coming on. Where uh, where can everybody keep up with you on social media? 
Well, it, I challenge you to follow me at the Orange Cone on Twitter and, and follow me for more than a couple of days. It's usually just <laughs> it's usually now it's it's just me talking about you know my kids or my my woman. Um, we don't really don't really talk a, a, a whole lot of racing there anymore. But you know, every now and then we'll get into some racing stuff. But um, yeah, life just is is pretty busy with with the full time job to keep up with the Twitter account. But I, I got to tell you, I, I still. Hear I still, I read it every day. I, I go through. I try to respond as I can to, to folks. It's, it's, it's obviously not what it once was, but I, I still really do enjoy it and have have truly created so many lasting memories and great friendships. And you know, it's put me in a position to do some really really cool things and meet some really cool people. And you know, I, I mean, who would ever would have thought that someone would want to talk to a an idiot out of who runs a Twitter account for freaking traffic cone 20 times, right? You know, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> well, it's all right. So th now th this is really going a long road down memory lane here. So I'm going to tell you, and I, I and I'm not going to hold you uh, accountable if you don't remember this because uh, it was a long time ago. I remember my very first tweet to you really? from my personal Twitter account long before the podcast. All and right. that was Did I call you an idiot? No. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't have been surprised if you would have. I sent you a picture. The wife and I were at Bronner's in Frankenmuth, Michigan, and there was a six pack of Christmas ornaments of orange uh, cones. And I tweeted you a picture of that and you knew right away where I was at. And right. that was the first tweet that I ever sent you. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so there's, yeah, how about there's a that? fun little Very trip. cool. Yes. Very cool. And, you know, it is, it is, you know, look, when you have, and I'm not bragging by any stretch of the imagination here because it's follower count does not matter to me at all anymore. It's just a, it's a number. I'm more concerned about the relationships that are involved. But, you know, when you do have that many followers, at times you do get, inundated a lot a lot of interactions yep. with people but it, it is amazing how many of those initial re, you know interactions i can recall with people there are a lot of people that well they'll, they'll say hey this do you remember this tweet and i'll be like oh yeah I, you know what i do I remember do. that yeah yeah <laughs> you know Absolutely. i do and that was that was a lot of fun and um yeah man it's it's been a lot of fun and you know, 250 shows, man. That's a lot. It's it uh, there. There are a lot of uh, a lot of people who haven't stuck around that long. You know, it's it's good for you guys, and it's a it's quite a milestone. And you know, like I said, I know there are a lot of you, know, you guys have a lot of drivers on here now. And you know, I don't think that was even a pipe dream back in the day when you when you first started no, this thing so no, it's, not uh, at it's all. really really come a long way man you, you, you got to be proud of it i am thank you so much man lapped traffic nation make sure you go follow the orange cone at the orange cone and i think you'd probably rather you tune in to an arkham and ours uh race uh, on yeah, tv come to, come, come to one all that good stuff yes uh for sure come I love to a it. short track race you get to hear me work the pa at those things yes. we have a lot of fun See, i gotta tell you man we we had a great crowd up at elko last week and we were getting ready to go live on MAV TV and they've got those big metal grandstands and I, ha I had the people stomping their feet and, you know, making noise for, for TV and, you know, they give the command to fire engines and, and completely unprompted, they, they just start cheering. And it, it just gave me chills to hear those people get that excited over the, the command to start engines. It, it almost felt like we were at a cup race there for a little bit. You know? I love it. I love it. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, I will let you go. Great to catch up with you and look forward to talking to you real soon, man. You got it, pal. Look forward to coming up and doing one in studio with you. Two away, man. Two away. You got it. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you later. Well, Lab Traffic Nation, I did not think this one was going to go two hours. I apologize. Next week's show is going to be short, and I'm going to take a couple weeks off. So, hey, get you a long one now, and we'll get back to normal later. Man, huge, huge thank you to everybody that was a part of episode 250 tonight. Uh, I, I got to tell you guys, this was this was so incredible, uh, so much fun. I was so excited to get to talk to a lot of you guys. Oh, man, just words cannot describe what that means. Uh, that's going to do it. If you haven't figured that out for episode 250, uh, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, Twitter, at Lab Traffic PC, uh, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Aaron Studwell, Scott Wagner, Mick Rose, Andrew Cancia, Matt Camper, Jumpy Bob, the guys over at the uh, Lugs Podcast, the Orange Cone, and of course, a huge thank you. To my wife, as I've mentioned a couple times tonight on the show, who is just so supportive and encourages me to do this on a weekly basis, because without that, I probably wouldn't be here. So a uh, huge thank you to Lindsay. Uh, next week, working on somebody for that. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Laugh Traffic Podcast. See ya!